Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Tonight at 11 o'clock Eastern Daylight Saving Time, Mutual will carry an address by President Truman on the railroad strike. That's tonight at 11 o'clock Eastern Daylight Saving Time over your local Mutual station. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, Clark Kent and his friends at the Daily Planet are unaware of the duplicity of young Mary Honig as they plan their first attack against Al Vincent and his den of thieves. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, nobody wants a gloom box at the breakfast table in the morning. So if you want to show up with a sunny disposition and a sunny smile, get hep to that sunny breakfast cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Why, just one glimpse of those toasted whole wheat flakes, all golden and crisp, and you're bound to be in a good mood. You feel like eating a solid sort of breakfast that gives your day a happy start. You see, Kellogg's Pep is called the sunshine cereal. It's loaded with sparkling sunshine flavor. A comeback for more flavor that your appetite can really latch on to. And every flake is crisp and tender and mouth-watering good. Believe me, your first taste of Kellogg's Pep tells you that you're going to get a kick out of every last spoonful in your dish. And you know, that's the way it should be. Sure, because it's not good to waste cereal. And nowadays, the cereal grains are being sent to fellows and girls overseas. Keep that in mind when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocer's. Don't waste it. If you pour your own Pep, pour it carefully. And polish off every bit you pour out. Pass the word along to the rest of your family, too. Always make sure to eat all your pep. Don't waste it. And now, the adventures of Superman. Sent to the Daily Planet to retrieve a file of letters proving that Martin Higgins, candidate for mayor of Metropolis, is connected with gangsters and racketeers, Mary Hennig, a tough young girl hoodlum, also known as Chicky, played on the sympathies of Lois Lane, and with her help, secured a job on the paper. There she learned that the Higgins letters were in the possession of Tony Sloan, a planet reporter who was to deliver them to Clark Kent that night following a raid on the pawn shop of Al Vincent, Higgins' crooked political henchman. Unaware that because of Mary's double cross he was a marked man, Sloan came to keep his rendezvous with Kent and his employer. As we continue now, the reporter, hat pulled down over his eyes, is standing in the black shadows of an alley directly across the squalid slum street from Al Vincent's pawn shop. Consulting his wristwatch, he finds himself three minutes early. Wearily, he leans against a wall, then suddenly comes to attention as he hears cautious footsteps approaching. Whirling, he turns to find himself facing three dim, burly figures who have slipped up behind him. You Tony Sloan? Yeah. Uh, no. I heard you the first time. Okay, guys, grab him. No, 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 no,
outnumbered the Daily Planet reporter fights desperately but in vain. And soon his stifled cries and his struggles cease. Then a car roars away from the scene and the dark alley is once more deserted. A few minutes later, a police car pulls to a stop in front of Al Vincent's pawn shop. Another stops in the alley at the rear door. Clark Kent Inspector Henderson and Officer Healy step out of the first car and quickly enter the shop. Good evening, gentlemen. Are you Al Vincent? That's right. What can I do for you? I'm Inspector Henderson of the police department. Here's my shield. That's oh, a nice-looking shield. You want to pawn it, Inspector? Wise guy, huh? Never mind, Healy. Vincent, we have information that you maintain a headquarters for juvenile lawbreakers here and that you deal in stolen property. What? Now, wait a minute. I want to have a look around. Here's my search warrant. No, now, look here, Inspector. Come along. I want to look at your club room. What club room? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no. No. I'm an honest mate. Uh -oh. Save it, Vincent. Open the door, Healy. Hold it, Inspector. Stand back, Kent. Go ahead, Healy. Nobody move. This place is surround. What the... Well, I'll be. Empty. I tried to tell you. There's nobody here. Of course there ain't nobody here. This is my storeroom. Storeroom? No kids. No jukebox. No card games. Just a lot of old junk. I thought you said this was Vincent's club room, Kent, and that he was holding a regular weekly meeting of his hoodlums tonight. That's right, Inspector, but apparently Mr. Vincent was tipped off to expect us. What do you mean I was tipped off? I got nothing to be tipped off about, see? I'm an honest merchant. I don't like cops busting into my place like I'm a crook. Why don't you... Just a moment, You want to look my place over for stolen property? Go ahead. But you won't find nothing. Oh, I'm sure we won't. Now, you won't find stolen property here ever. And no kid burglars either. You guys got a nerve busting in here. I'm an honest citizen. I don't have to stand for raids and insults from a wait lot of... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry, Mr. Vincent. It looks like somebody was talking through his hat. You bet he was. Tony Sloan doesn't talk through his hat, Inspector. I tell you, this raid was tipped off. Oh, yeah? Yes. Tony's too good a reporter to give us a false lead. Says you. Now, now, Vincent. Now, you ought to suck him up for this. Relax, pal. Relax, nothing. What about my reputation? What about... Take it easy. Take it easy. It was a mistake, and we're sorry. Now forget it. Come on, Kent. Healy, let's get back to the car. I can't understand this, Inspector. Well, I can. Just another example of how a trigger-happy reporter can parlay a phony tip into a lot of trouble for the police. Come on. Get in the car and let's go. Uh-uh. I'm going to have a look around. For what? You saw there was nothing doing in Vincent's shop? Yes, but I'm convinced somebody tipped him off. Ah, rubbish. Who could have tipped him off when only you people at the planet and the men in my office knew about this raid? I don't know. But whoever it was may also have known that Tony Sloan was to meet us here with the evidence against Higgins in his pocket. And you think they grabbed him? I'm afraid of that. Go on your way off the base. Higgins is a bad boy, I know that. But I'm sure he wouldn't get mixed up with any strong-arm stuff. Not now, anyhow. Well, maybe he wouldn't, but I wouldn't put it past Vincent, his partner. Look, fella, the only thing you know about Vincent is what Tony Sloan told you. And so far, Sloan's been all wet. His story about Vincent's club room for juvenile delinquents is a phony. That goes for the stolen goods in the pawn shop, too. But, Inspector, somebody must have tipped him I off. I don't because... buy that tip-off angle, Kent. For my money... Sloan's been talking through his fedora. Oh, no, no, no. You don't know Sloan, Inspector. He wouldn't... I know all I want to know about him. And he's going to hear from me, but plenty. Are you coming with us or not? No. No, I'm sticking around for a look-see. Well, suit yourself. Headquarters, Healy. And fast. So long, Kent. And look. 
Don't bother me anymore with crackpot yarns dreamed up by some wacky reporter. What do you think, Inspector? Is that pawnbroker Vincent chipped? Or are them boys on the planet giving us the merry-go-round? Uh, how would I know? Sometimes I think those new newspaper guys can cause more trouble than a pack. That's the radio fault from headquarters. Must be for you. Yeah. Somebody to give me the raspberry, no doubt. Henderson speaking. Inspector, this is Clark Kent. Kent? Hey, how did you get me on this radio phone? I'm connected through headquarters. Well, of all the brass-bound, nervy characters... Listen, Inspector, listen, this is urgent. Yes, it had better be. Or... It is, believe me. Look, you better get a drag that out for Tony Sloan right away. Yeah, that'll be a pleasure. I'd sure like to get no, my... No, 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 listen, Inspector. Tony did come to meet us tonight like he said he would. What? But whoever wanted that incriminating evidence he dug up on Martin Higgins got him before he had a chance to contact us. Hey, look. Is this still that same hunch you had before? This is no hunch. This is a fact. What makes you so sure, Kent? Well, in snooping around in an alley across the street from Vincent's store, I found signs of a struggle. Huh? And on the same spot, I found a wallet with a name Tony Sloan stamped on it. Uh-huh. Is that enough evidence to convince you? You bet it is. I'll get headquarters hopping on this right away. We'll be back in a moment for the tense climax of today's episode. So stand by. Say, gang, no up-and-at-em fellow or girl wants to miss anything these days. No, sir. So don't you miss trying this week's pep dish of the week. It's called a pep jamboree, and it's a real frolic of flavor and fun. The makers of Kellogg's Pep dreamed it up, and Kellogg's Pep gives it that special something that gives your appetite the go-ahead signal. Now, here's how to make a pep jamboree. You top your regular serving of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, with mixed fruit cocktail, some of the sweet syrup, too. Pour on milk and have yourself a jamboree of smooth eating. Mm-mm. When you dig down through the juicy chunks of fruit to those crisp, tender flakes of Kellogg's Pep, boy, what a treat. That sparkling sunshine flavor really seems to rise and shine. Of course, Pep always tastes delicious, so you want to polish off every last bit in your bowl. And you know, that's mighty important, especially nowadays, when the cereal grains are being sent to fellows and girls all around the world. So, gang, don't waste cereal. When Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers, make sure there's no waste at your house. If you pour your own Pep, pour it carefully and eat up every bit you pour out. Get Hep to Pep, gang. Eat all your Pep. Don't waste it. After reporting to Inspector Henderson his discovery of Tony Sloan's wallet near the signs of a scuffle in a dark alley, Kent returned to the scene to continue his investigation. There, his keen eyes found another, even more startling clue. Hey, what's this? Faint footsteps leading away from these scuffle marks. Oh, looks like somebody was being dragged, too. Let's see where they go. Oh, they end right here around the corner. Hey, no wonder whoever grabbed Tony had a car waiting. Sure, there are the tire marks. Faint, but clear enough for my eyes. Uh-oh, police siren. It must be Inspector Henderson's men coming to have a look at these clues. Something tells me I'd better not wait for them. No telling what might be happening to Tony while we stand here and gab. So this is where Superman takes over. Off with these clothes. Changing swiftly from the guise and garb of Clark Kent to the blue and red costume of Superman, he streaks upward. Up! Up! 
And away! Then, like a mighty bird, the man of steel streaks away, his keen eyes following the faint, but to him, distinct trail of tire treads below him. Well, whoever owns that car made it easy to follow. With those crisscross treads on his right front wheel and the suction cup tread on the left. Wait a minute. Can they be... Yes, they're leading to the river. And they stop there. Ah, down to that waterfront. Down! Now, let's see. Car stopped here. Two men got out. And went back in again and drove away. Great Scott, they must have thrown Tony into the river. Am I too late? Desperately worried for fear that this time he is too late to prevent murder, Superman stands for a moment on the bank of the Metropolis River, his keen eyes scanning the dark waters for what he is afraid may be a lifeless body. Then, up, up, and away! Rocketing up once again, the man of steel skims over the surface of the river, using his X-ray vision in a desperate attempt to find Tony Sloan, the reporter who risked his life to expose a vicious political ring that encourages juvenile crime and delinquency to further its own greedy purposes. Is Superman too late this time? Have the evil forces of political greed liquidated Tony Sloan? And with him, the evidence which would blast their hopes for the continued development of juvenile delinquency? We'll know more Monday, so don't miss a minute of the next thrill-packed episode. Tune in again Monday, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC comic magazines, and is brought to you Monday through Friday, at the same time, by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, your dog's as good as any champ, isn't he? So see that he gets Kellogg's Grope-Up dog food like lots of champion dogs do. Mix Grope-Up in with his table scraps of meat and fat. It'll give him lots of muscle, help keep him husky and strong. He can take his pick of three different kinds of Grope-Up, too. There's Grope-Up ribbon, Grope-Up meal, and Grope-Up pellets. They're all just full of wonderful meaty flavor. Ask your mother to get Grope-Up today. It's good for champs, good for your dog, too. Remember, that's Kellogg's Grope-Up. And be sure to be with us on Monday for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.